What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. I am your podcast host, Jennifer Brienne. Thank you so much for joining. If this is your first time, thank you for being a part, listening in, tuning in. Um, again, my name is Jennifer Brienne. It's a whole lot of Jesus, a whole lot of love, and a whole lot of listening. So thank you. Um, if you're returning, you're what makes this podcast happen. Thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate you. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, you can subscribe and support this podcast. All proceeds from this podcast will go to support the Pins to Prison Ministry that ministers to prisons through prisoners, excuse me, through the spoken and written word. We send letters uh, monthly. We have a team of writers, a community of writers who correspond and who reach out to them in light and in love. So you can hit the link in the subscription box or in the text box below, whatever platform you're listening to. But you can support this podcast for as low as a dollar a month. Um, and those proceeds, again, go to Pins to Prison Ministry and anything associated with sending the mail, receiving the mail, um, and sending the word of God to prisons. Um, that said, subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy it. That's most important. Leave me a comment, a review. Let me know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and ways that we can make your life better together. Last week, we talked about the fatigued intercessor. And I'm telling you guys, if you have not listened to that podcast, you need to go listen to it. Um, if you are tired emotionally or spiritually, there are some tools in there, some tips, some high points that will really help you um, recharge, regain your momentum, refresh and reset to do the thing that God has called you to. And that is so important. Okay. Today, um, one thing that I wanted to talk about and that I think the Lord really wants to share is how to be healthy on this journey. Because if you are an intercessor, if you are called to a life of prayer, this is a war. This is this is a continual battle. And it's something that you will have to learn to be healthy at doing. Um, the same way we have natural bodily functions, things that we have to learn to do that we will forever have to do for ourselves as long as we're in a physical body. I believe prayer is the same way. It has to be something so natural that we learn to do it healthily. For instance, we have to eat every day. You know, even if we change what we eat, even though in different seasons we eat different things, uh, you know, as babies, we're only consuming milk as toddlers, we're only consuming small amounts, if meat at all, you know, and then as we grow older and we can handle more, we have the teeth to chew. Um, we have the appetite and the palate to say, I want this. I don't want that. We have the means to afford higher price, higher quality food, whatever the case may be in different seasons of a child's and a person's eating life, different things change, cravings change, desires change. And your prayer life is so much the same that we have to keep it healthy. Okay. We're, there are going to be different things in different seasons that you need, that you desire, uh, that, um, God needs from you, that God desires from you. And so we have to remain healthy as we're praying. Okay. So today we're going to talk about being the healthy prayer warrior. 
Um, I have some key points that I want to hit and um, I want you guys to take your notes and really dive in. Listen to this a second time if you need to. All right. So the first thing that the healthy prayer warrior does throughout the evolution of their prayer life is they learn balance. The same way that you have to have work-life balance, the same way you have to have prayer-life balance, meaning that um, unless God has specifically called you to spend all day praying in the clouds, you have to make sure that you're not so high or so deep in prayer that you can't reach and meet the needs of people. When it all comes down to it, we're praying for people. God loves people. God created people. God needs people. It comes down to the needs of people. I mean, systems are important. Structures are important. Function is important. Power is important. A lot of abstract things are important, but they are meaningless without people. God cares about people. And to be a healthy prayer warrior, you have to have a healthy relationship with people, meaning that you can't be unrelatable. You can't be unapproachable. Um, you can't be, you know, so high up that, you know, people think you can't look down and you can't be, you know, so far removed that you don't relate and connect so that people will share with you the things that need prayer, that they don't, that they will feel comfortable coming to you and laying down burdens before we learn, you know, to learn down, lay down burdens at the cross a lot of times we lay them in on other people and even though this isn't the best practice as prayer warriors typically you get prayer requests more frequently whether directly or indirectly than someone who's not called to pray necessarily now let me let me kind of stick this in here i believe every believer in the body of christ is called to a level of prayer you cannot function in this walk with god without a prayer life so it's mandatory for all of us but there are some of us who are specifically called to go to higher levels, to deeper depths, and to explore different realms of the spirit. And I really believe that those of us who are called to that, that this is who this podcast is for. If you're not sure if this is you, you're here and I'm telling you, it probably is you. So don't think that because you may not be at some certain place that this doesn't qualify. It's probably imagined, to be honest, because I know that um, the enemy is an, a great accuser. So he likes to make people feel inadequate or like they aren't doing something right. But your relationship with God is your relationship with God and your prayer life with God is your prayer life with God. I am a stickler for books, tips, resources, seeing how it's been done, listening to what's been done before me, gleaning from wisdom. But at the end of the day, your relationship with God is unique to you and you have to cultivate it. And that comes with being balanced in it, okay? And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But you don't want to be so deep in prayer that you miss it. You don't want to be so deep in prayer that you completely disregard the very purpose for prayer, which is people, Okay. The, the healthy prayer warrior has rest and has support. These two things go together because sometimes you need rest and, um, rest doesn't necessarily mean that you stop praying. Rest just means that you need maybe a break, a healthy break. And I explained what a break was last week. So I won't go so in depth in that, but rest, God rested from his work on the seventh day. He modeled for us that in going hard, he rested. If we're thinking about a battlefield, um, we're thinking about warriors. If we're thinking about troops, soldiers, we're thinking about armies. Think about the mental images that are coming to your mind right now. Think about having on a full, um, a full gear set that is specific to war. Think about the weapons that you're going to use. Think about how sharp and adept you have to be able to use them. Think about being on the battlefield. Think about after the battle is done that day. 
What does the warrior go home and do? They rest and they prepare for the next day. And so that draws to the point that sometimes there's increments of rest. Sometimes the war is over because we are, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. So when the battle was won in prayer, that, that battle and that war is over, but we have to, as soldiers, we're trained to move to the next thing. So there should be a period of rest. So I don't know where you are in spiritual warfare. I don't know where you are in your, in your prayer walk and what you're focusing on, but just think about the last time you had your daily rest and think about the last time you rested from war. No good general, no good commander, no good person in charge is going to send persons from war to war to war to war. That's not healthy. My husband is the first sergeant of the Marine Corps. He is boots on the ground, combat. He can fight in the air. He can fight in water. He can fight on land. Okay, he can do it all. He can fight you like, you know, he, he's well-trained and he's a commander. And even he has to take rest from seasons of war, seasons of combat, seasons of fighting, um, even if it was just trial, okay? So think on those things. Now, the healthy prayer warrior... This is the next point, has a clear mission and a clear direction from God. The healthy prayer warrior knows exactly what they've been appointed to do. They know exactly who they're supposed to be praying for, who and or what they're supposed to be praying for. The healthy prayer warrior sticks to that. And it's important that you stick to that and you know what and who you're called to so that you're not overburdened by the things of the world. One of the things that happens when my little man prays is he says, well, I pray for this. I pray for the pen. I pray for the scissors. I pray for the pillow. I pray for the blanket. I pray for the TV. I pray for the carpet. I pray for, and God, I thank you for the roof. And so he starts naming every single item he can think of until he gets sleepy. And then he'll say, okay, God, I thank you for the whole universe. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's really funny, but truthfully, some of us are in our adult lives trying to pray everything, trying to have faith for everything, trying to expend our energy over everything. And we have to get out of that mentality. This is why. I used to be afraid of this because I was like, you know, Lord, like if I don't pray it, who does? But he quickly taught me that the kingdom of God is bigger than I could really imagine. The kingdom of God far supersedes even my finite mind. Think about how many Christians are in the world, how many different parts of the world the Christ, that Christians are in and God's name is being glorified and people are praying over different issues and they're covering different areas, different communities and every single detail in between. And that's why it's important to pray in the Holy Spirit because when we don't know what to pray, when we fail to have the words, the language, the knowledge, he covers us and he makes daily intercession on our behalf. So it's really important that even in our personal prayer lives, we stick to what we've been assigned to because it's kind of like, um, taking one assignment and masking it over everything. You're not going to be good at the one thing that you've actually been called to do. And that's what God is holding us most accountable for. So it's important to know that if you don't know that, if you're unsure about that, pray about it. You are a prayer warrior. Ask the Lord, what is it that I'm supposed to be praying about? Lord, what do you need me to be praying for in this season? Um, because the thing is, is that this direction and this 
mission. Some people call it their purpose, um, but I'm calling it a mission in in a direction because it can change. Your purpose doesn't change. It's what you are purposed to do. But for prayer purposes, this can change in season. It can change by divine direction for a moment or per assignment. And whatever the case, you want to be in rhythm with God, whether God said in this season, I only want you praying for this or in this season, cover this, or, you know, you could be in the store and this happens to me all the time. You could be at the store. You could be sitting at the restaurant where right, not right now, maybe with COVID, but you get the waitress that's been crying on her shift. You get the store clerk who had a bad day. You get in line behind the person um, who's crying or who has. I, God even called me one day. The lady was in Walmart and she was buying Tylenol because she had a headache. That's a divine moment. That's an assignment right there for me to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. If I really believe God and if I really believe that his word works, then that is a moment for me to use the power that he's given me to to lay hands and allow God to perform his miracle work and power. Those are moments that are moments of assignment. You know what I'm saying? Complete the assignment. Do the job. You know, a lot of people talk about job well done, but I don't think we really dig into that text it's going to be a judgment for overall job well done, obviously, but there are p- particular jobs in that process, okay? There are particular assignments along the way. We're not just here just blanketly moving through. No, 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 no. God is a very strategic God. He's a very pointed God. He's a very sure God. He knows the beginning from the end. If you really believe that, you will not mistake a step from God. Okay, so you want to be in rhythm with where he has you. You want to be in rhythm with what he's called you to do. And it's important that you know who and what you're called to. And another reason, and this is kind of going into my second point um, about this. is so you don't go picking spiritual fights. You don't want to go be picking on spiritual fights or picking up spiritual battles or involving yourself in things that you are not graced for, that you have no knowledge of, that you have no uh, awareness about, that you aren't sure the complete ins and outs of that. You know, every prayer request that comes to you may not be for you to pray for. Some issues you may have to send to the elders of the church. Some issues you might have to direct them to the altar workers. Some issues you might have to say, okay, we're going to fast and pray and ask the Lord about what to do sometimes I've even found that the enemy is tricky he could send a male a well-meaning person or a well-meaning issue and you think that you have to belabor in prayer but really again remember this is a spiritual war it's really just a distraction from what you're actually called to do because you are at a place where you are about to see uh, a massive manifestation or transformation or you are about to really hit a spiritual breakthrough you um Really about the, the Bible talks about leaping over walls and spashing spiritual walls. And you were really about to see some things transform for you. But this over here pulled your heart, but it also pulled your focus. It also pulled your prayer. It also pulled your time, your energy. You have to be mindful of the enemy because we have an adversary who knows no boundaries and he does not play fair. He does not want to see you win, even though you already have the victory in prayer. So being a healthy prayer warrior is being wise 
eyes and, and, and having boundaries and saying, okay, well, maybe I'll just touch and agree with you in this moment, but I'm going to leave this moment here because that's not my battle. And you have to trust the Lord will lead that person or that issue to the place where it needs to be. You have to trust that there is a victory and I have to know which victories I'm assigned to because some things we are not graced to do. Some things we are not graced to tap into. Some things we do not understand and you don't want to be lost in the spiritual world. You don't want to be fighting a spiritual battle by yourself or out there getting spiritually quote unquote beat up because you tapped into something that you had no knowledge of, that you had no grace for. That is not wise. That is not safe. So be mindful and be prayerful. Here's a great example of this particularly. I have a friend and she is off the charts supernaturally. I'm talking about um, man, her prayer life of ascension and moving in God and just, it blows my mind just to hear some of the stories she talks about heaven, heavenly visitations. Okay. All of these things. Right. Um, and then there's me, <laughs> you know, I believe in the supernatural. I've never done any of those things that she's talking about. Um, I've never had spiritual experiences like that to that degree. I've seen angels before, whatever, whatever. But the stuff that she talks about, I I almost can't even verbalize like, wow, right? And she one day shared with me, she was like, I believe that you can do it. I said, okay, that's nice. (laughs) And I let the conversation go on. I didn't let the conversation go on because I was not in faith or that I didn't believe that those things could happen for me because the Bible says, be it unto you. Um, However, what I learned was because of her story, because of what God has delivered her from, she has a stronger grace to deal with the demonic in that way because she's wrestled with them one-to-one. I recognize that I've never done anything like that. I've never witnessed anything like that in the natural or the spirit from her experiences. So it is not wise of me to try to go tap into some of the things that she's able to maneuver in the spirit because I have no knowledge of it. I have no wisdom of it. Now, can the Lord grace me to do it? Absolutely. But did he call me to, right? I think we get really caught up in a lot of the stuff in the spirit realm. We get really caught up in the word. We get really caught up in the sound. We get really caught up in the lights. We get really caught up in the move, but there's a God over all of this and we have to be obedient. And I'll talk about that in another point. Um, here's a really, 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 really good prayer point to stick in right here. Okay. Um, notice that Jesus engaged with people that believed notice that he had people that followed him, um, crowds, thousands of people that followed him. And we only get accounts of some of the healing he done. And the Bible talks about, you know, there are not enough books to record all of the things that he done. And, and I'm taking that into perspective when I say this, but the stories, the parables that were reported, all of them, minus a few, for teaching purposes, but the majority of them, and he engaged with people who already had faith. So this is my prayer point for you. Make sure you're praying with people and not for people. I'm going to say that again. Make sure you're praying with people and not for people. And this is what I mean by that. Um, a lot of people want you to perform. They don't have the prayer life. They may admire your prayer life. They may admire where you are in God. They may know about it. 
And so they want you to perform witchcraft, really, because they want your prayer to override their will and override whatever junk they put in their spirit, whatever unbelief they have to do in their life, what they believe that the power and the anointing on your God and and the anointing of God on your life can do. Now, this is the thing about that. There are special instances where God shows himself strong to people who are new or who are believing who are trying to understand um, who he is and to know him, who are doubters. God has proven doubters wrong since the beginning of time. That's just who he is. However, I make a practice of praying with people. That means that it's easier for me to join your faith with my faith as opposed to expecting my faith to do what your faith won't do because the Bible gives us the free will and says, be it unto you. Be it unto you. When Holy Spirit um, spoke and moved, most times and anywhere in the stories that you will study in the word, the person had to come into agreement with what was supposed to happen and what was going to happen. A fine example of this is Mary. The angel Gabriel presented the proposition to Mary. She had to come into agreement. There was no forcing of her body to deliver the Savior to the world. There was no um, there was no making her do anything. And it's the same with us. We have to come into agreement with where people already are. We can't overpray their will. And even if they think that's possible, we need to help build them up in their most holy faith and help them understand, listen, you may you may have faith in what the God in me does, but you have to have faith concerning this situation. You have to change your mouth and your mind around it before we can see any change. And I think a lot of times that's what people want. And they think they get mad at God. They get mad at prayer because we got a lot of people praying for people and not praying with people. You have to make people participants in their own healing and in their own breakthrough because that's when they will have faith in God and they won't come back to you and back to you and back to you like you're, you know, this quick fix or this high. Don't allow people to treat you like that and don't get puffed up in pride because people are coming to you. If people are constantly coming to you and there's not an agreement of prayer support around this, they're not truly struggling, but you're just kind of their quick fix because they know when you pray things happen then you have a responsibility, brother to sister, believer to believer, to help build them in that area. And I think that you should. Another prayer point for the healthy prayer warrior. The healthy prayer warrior is obedient. Okay. This is where the enemy gets us a lot, a lot, a lot. And this is how it's very subtle, but it's very, very true. It's a small scripture, but it means so much. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm going to say that again. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And the thing about prayer warriors is we don't mind sacrificing. We don't mind throwing an extra seed. We don't mind um, having a bad day and still getting up to lead prayer or getting up in the morning to lead the prayer call or to be at the prayer conference or to be the one to pray, you know, before the thing happens. Or We don't mind being the one that will sit with you for hours and let you cry out and then we lift you up in prayer. We don't mind sacrifice, but God needs obedience from him, us. He needs obedience from us. He needs us to be obedient to what he said. He needs us to be obedient to his destructions, his destructions. Oh my gosh, not his destructions. I've mixed two words, his divine instructions, his divine leading and his divine guidance at all times. 
God needs us to be obedient to his divine instructions, his divine leading, and his divine guidance at all times. Emphasis on at all times. The reasons why I'm putting emphasis on at all times is because the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, which means that we are constantly in communion with God. And it's important that we're listening. And I'll talk about that later, but we're listening Um that's actually my next point that we're not just talking, but we're listening to Holy Spirit and we're listening to his guidance. And even in that, that we are led, that we're obedient to what we hear, that we don't disregard it. We don't downplay it. We don't become common with God. One of the things that I checked myself on the other day as I was listening to uh, a friend talk, she was talking and her responses to what she was saying that God said made God very optional. So I checked my own heart. I was like, God, have I become common with you? Have I made your words optional? Don't make God optional. This is not the season. This is not the time to be making God optional. You hear what he said. You trust what he said and you obey. The Lord requires obedience from the healthy prayer warrior because you cannot navigate the spiritual life. You cannot walk in power and dominion. You cannot see the fruits of your labor of love without obeying his will and his plan. It removes you from being God of the position and allows him to flow through you. Be obedient. So like I said, the the healthy prayer warrior doesn't just talk. Okay, I get real leery of those people, those loud mouths. You know how they are. They're always talking, always yelling, always screaming, um, always got a word. But those people that are never quiet before the Lord, that never sit and listen in his presence, that never meditate on his word, you never go outside of what you know to challenge what you believe. And that could look like, you know, picking up a new book, picking up a new manual, picking up a new devotional, um, joining somebody new in a, in a Bible study or evangelism really will challenge what you believe when you get to talking to people about the God that you serve and they have some questions that are a little combative that you may not know how to answer or they're in direct opposition to what you believe. So they're challenging you, but it helps you to grow in what you believe and who you are and how, and how much of a student and how sturdy, how studiously you carry the word and how you rightly divide that word of truth. And so people who never do those things, they make me leery because you have to listen. The same way we have to be obedient, you have to listen. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that, you know, you as prayer warriors, we can be loud. We can be loud. We can be rowdy. We can enjoy, you know, banding with other believers because we've already got the victory. So it's very easy to be lazy about that and to be lackadaisical uh, with the power and the victory we've been given. But that is not diligent. It's not, that's not being a great steward over what God has given you. Okay, so those people that are always talking like, you know, you're always on the mic or you're always up or you're always doing something. I get concerned because there's a private holiness and preservation when you keep the divine connection between you and God in your personal relationship with him healthy and whole. And that's what we pray out of. We pray out of the flow of our hearts. So you want to make sure that your heart posture toward God, with God, in communion with God is healthy. And it's not just a one-way street. You shouldn't just be talking and yelling and screaming a lot in the spirit and in prayer, spitting, slobbing everywhere. But you've taken no time to listen. That is so vitally important. The healthy prayer warrior remains in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, these things won't happen. You have to have faith. So if at some point 
um, you have fallen off of faith or you have fallen away from faith or the battle has been won and that thing is done. You got to move from faith to faith. That means from one thing to the next. So the same way we want to be, we want to affect the kingdom of God. It's ineffective to be praying about something that you really don't believe that you really don't agree with or doesn't move your heart. Um, there's no need in praying over something that you don't agree with. If it means enough for you to, to submit it before God, if you've been instructed to do so, then you need to ask the Lord to help you and work with you in that heart area around it. Because as I mentioned in my, in my earlier point, we pray from our spirits, we pray from our heart and what makes prayer powerful and authentic and powerful and passionate is when we believe what we're saying and not just believe it from like, a clacking noise screaming point, but we actually believe that what we're saying will manifest itself in the earth that is moving from a spirit realm to a natural realm for us as believers. Okay. So you have to be in faith. You have to remain in faith. You have to keep your faith walk healthy. You have to keep your mind focused on the outcomes that you set in prayer and that you're seeking God and making sure the things you're praying about align with the will of God and that you have the victory around those things. So praying amiss, I mean, you really can't even check that off the to-do list because technically it's not done, you know, because you haven't done anything. If you, I believe if your mouth is moving, but your heart is far from it, you're wasting your time. You're absolutely wasting your time. Every single point that I just mentioned, including faith, If your heart is far from what you're doing, you are just wasting your time. You're just spending time doing something for whatever reason, whether it's religious, you believe like it's something you're supposed to do, whether it's something you've always done. But if you're not moving and growing in that thing, it has no value. It has no purpose. And the enemy sees right through that shallow breath of air that you're spitting out in the name of God. So in order to be powerful, those fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous, in order to move in that place and to uh, really see the hand of God and see answered, manifested prayers, it should be from a heart matter. And again, going back to some earlier points, that's why it's important to know what God called you to do. A lot of things you're passionate about and a lot of things that you care a lot about are the things that you'll be called to pray for. And it's because you care. It's because you have a heart connection to those things. Now, again, as I said, there are some things in different seasons where the assignments change or there's a moment where your heart is moved to pray. Do so. I don't think that there's too much prayer. I think if it's, there's too much prayer, if you're not fulfilling other duties in your life, but otherwise like seek the Lord always. He says, pray without ceasing. So, so pray, 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 people of God, pray, people of God. We have to pray. We cannot live this life without prayer. Prayer is the single most thing that connects us to God without prayer. What is our, so what does our lives look like? Okay. So I'm going to go back over these points. Um, if you made it this far, thank you so much. But the healthy prayer warrior has balance. They have rest and they have support. Um, and, and to hit on that support a little harder, um, support can mean an accountability partner. Support can mean um, someone that you can share your prayer journey with, someone that you're walking through different fasting and prayer seasons with. So support in some way. You are not alone, so don't stay alone, okay? Um, the Healthy Prayer Warrior has a clear mission and direction from God. They know who they're called to, who and what they're called to, and that's what they focus on. Um, 
the healthy prayer warrior doesn't go picking spiritual fights and picking up quote unquote extra burdens. You don't have to feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you can be called to do what you've been assigned to do and complete that assignment. Okay. You're sure you're making sure that you know for a fact that you're praying with people and not for them because you are not God, but God is God and want to keep the focus on him. He has laws and spiritual principles that hinge on the power of unity. And that's a beautiful place to meditate and to come into agreement with yourself first. And then as people in other prayer requests approach you, you know how to help that believer move to a place of unifying around it and not just the feel good we got to get past emotionalism in the body of christ um this person the healthy prayer warrior that is is obedient they obey god period nothing else they obey god the healthy prayer warrior talks and listens there's a healthy balance of both they're not just screaming at god and screaming at the devil and screaming in warfare but they are balanced they hear holy spirit they spend time in his presence they spend time gleaning from his word and making sure they know um the health of their personal relationship with god doesn't and isn't affecting their spiritual assignment they remain in faith the Bible says that out of these, the greatest is love, but faith, hope, and love remain. We need faith, hope, and love to remain. So allow faith, hope, and love to remain in you at all times, no matter what you're praying for, no matter what you're going through personally, um, no matter what you're covering spiritually. Um, we believe what we pray. We're coming to agreement. We're checking our hearts and making sure that we're not trying to just check a spiritual to-do list, but that our hearts are where they need to be in order to see the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous avail much in our lives. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you learned something new and that you um, can walk away with some tips and that you can really see your heart and your life and your prayer life and assess it to be better. The enemy wants nothing more than you have than for you to have a confused and jumbled and just all around all over prayer life but once you get consistent and once you get stable and sure of who you are in God and what you are called to do there is no stopping you because the victory has already been claimed as yours okay so I hope you have an awesome day I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and that this bless you again share this podcast with a friend and don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast um you can subscribe and support this podcast so support it below link in the comments thank you so much guys Wear your mask, wash your hands. Peace, love, and hair grease.